All right, welcome everybody to Who's Your Band. I am Jeffrey Paul. I am joined by Sean Morton. How are you, Sean? Jeffrey, if I was any better, I'd be you. <laughs> That's not good. Um, <laughs> listen, guys. <laughs> we we listen. This is the first show that we've done in two weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, we had uh, traveling for shows, and it was Easter last week. So we wish everybody. Hope everybody had a good uh, Easter and a good uh, holidays. And we are back, and there is so much going on that we thought maybe this week, no guest, and catch everybody up to, like, as we head into what is going to be an unprecedented, unbelievably busy summer when it comes Mm -hmm. to concerts and releases. You know, we thought we'd bring people up to, like, the news on what's going on in music, the concerts that are coming out, the concerts we just saw, and some of the the record releases that are going to be out in the next couple of weeks when this podcast gets aired so let's get right into it so um i have a bunch of stories here and i just want to get uh sean's opinion on it and just let you guys know what's going on in music and one of the i thought the more interesting things is coming from kiss um i don't know if you heard the story sean but uh gene simmons appears uh that something happened to him uh at a concert in brazil three days ago um in fact paul stanley had to stop the show and say we're going to stop and take care of him while the whole crowd is shouting gene gene um he did come back about a half hour later he finished the show but he did it sitting in a chair in full makeup in full kiss costume so my question to you is how much longer does kiss go on it's one word diarrhea he definitely shit his pants don't mind when he changes pants and then come back and be able to jump around he sat you know in how the traumatic chair, it is time. to shit your pants when was the last time you shit your pants oh about a week ago no honest to god when was the last time about you shit a, your- about a week ago <laughs> <laughs> i mean i was gonna i was gonna lead into my story but i mean <laughs> mine was only like three months ago no it's pretty Thank God I was home. <laughs> I wasn't. I was in my car. That's anyway, yeah, it's something. Listen, if it was any bad, like, you know, you know, a heart issue or your legs gave out or, you know, something neurological like a stroke or something like that, they're not going to stop the show and, and, and bring them back. It's simple. He had food poisoning. He shit his pants. That's the only thing that could have happened. See, I think. OK, so you're in Brazil and they, you know, they. they he got the makeup on. He's got the whole kiss costume on, and they said temperatures on stage were around 113 degrees. Heat exhaustion—that's a big one, absolutely. But you, you know, also Gene is 73 years old, right? All right. I mean, how much longer does this guy? You know, how much longer can he do this? How much longer could could this band well, do this? I'm glad you said that because I literally just saw Bruce Springsteen in concert. And Bruce being the same exact age as Gene Simmons. Now, up to a couple years ago, Bruce was still running around on stage like a complete crazy person, soaked head to toe, sliding across the stage on his knees while he was playing guitar. Does not do that anymore. Doesn't even come close to doing that. But I will tell you what I noticed, the difference. They sounded a lot better. Because I think they were focusing more on the actual music than they were for the constant running around and doing the show portion. He's still he's still roaming the whole place, 
but uh, they sounded probably as good as I've ever heard them sound before. All right, well, but, let's let's we'll get to, into concert reviews in, in a little bit, but th- this this opens up a broader question then, okay, yeah. with with not just Kiss but with other bands, okay. And let me run a couple of bands by you. You got bands like Farna. You have a, a band like, okay, like Kiss. And I mean, I'm trying to think of a couple of other bands. What's Aerosmith. No, 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 no. That's not where I'm going with this. I'm, okay. I'm talking about bands that either have one or none original members in the band. And still carry on that name, and that's what that's what I think Kiss winds up going with this. Yeah, they'll franchise it out. They'll probably keep Tommy uh, in the band because Tommy's an amazing guitar player. Listen, I would not be surprised if you ever saw Gene's son take over because the kid plays bass. Number one, he's a good musician. He's taller than his father. Doesn't even need the platform boots. See, that would be great. I think Kiss fans would be into that. I think it would carry on a gender. But does he want to do that? You don't know. I mean, you don't know what the kid is like. But there are nights when uh, Farna, the only original who still plays in the band, and he sometimes plays, is um, uh, the, the guitarist. What, what's his name? Uh, Mick. Uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Uh, Mick Jones. Mick Jones. Okay. Yeah, yeah Mick Jones. Uh, yeah, well, they'll limousine him in. He'll come up. Like, I've seen it. You know, he plays like maybe three or four songs, and then he leaves again. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. How, I don't like that. I, no, how was how was that? You know, I, uh, to Farner's defense, at least they said, "Hey, this is it. We're 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 pulling the string on this after after this tour. It's over." But Kiss, I mean, how many times have they? You know, how well, long has this end of the road tour been going on? It's very I, I, different, though. Too, it's very different with Kiss because it's more of a they're more of a brand than a band at this point. You know, I, they make more. They make the as brand. much money. They make as much money on merchandise, if not more, than touring. You know, so that's a little different than Foreigner. But I do understand where you're going from. I think Leonard Skinner's in the same boat too. I think there's only uh, what is I it? Don't think, I don't I'm think there there any. Any, there's any. There's none. You got you got uh, Ronnie's brother who still sings, right? And he's been in the band just like just like uh, in Foreigner. Kelly Hansen has been in the band longer than Lou Graham was ever in the band. And really? they re-recorded a lot of the music, but you know the songs that everybody knows that people are coming out to. You know, like you said, Skinner and Farner. These are two bands where these guys have no—they've done nothing to 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 contribute. They're not on the songwriting. They don't get any any of the profits of the of the publishing. They get none of that stuff. So, I I think you know as we move on in time, I think we're going to start to see that with a lot more bands. I don't doubt it. I mean, I don't know if you were going to mention this or not. If you are, I'm just going to cut you off and bring it up myself. The whole article that came out about uh, Mick Mars and Motley Crue. I wasn't going to bring it up, but go ahead. I'm glad you did. Yeah, it's a great article. Um, basically, they're they're having a bitching fest between Nikki Six and Mick Mars. And Mick Mars went on record uh, to defend himself because what they did basically was fire him from every organization that they have. They have like six or seven LLCs underneath Motley Crue. Uh, with all four of them being co-CEOs, and they fired him from all the co- corporations, and they reduced his royalties down from 25% to 5%, I mean, that is so which right, is yeah. bullshit. And then uh, they kept saying things, uh, 
to the effect of you know you were you know we propped you up for so many years and your your playing was mediocre uh mick did not take that quietly and he decided to make his own statement and say he did a couple things he told the entire world that nikki did not play one single note while they were on tour with that huge stadium tour last year with def leppard and poison and joan jett he uh complained he played completely to backing track and basically wasn't even plugged in while he was on stage. And then another thing they did, which I listened to, which was really a great idea. Um, they released a uh, guitar isolated track from that that came out of uh, Mick Morris's e- monitor, his earpiece. It was, it was Wild Side and Primal Scream. Right. Yeah, I heard it. And when you hear his guitar playing, I'm team, I'm team Mick. I'm team Mick because his guitar playing was flawless during that it was absolutely flawless from what i've been reading is a lot of musicians have taken the side of mick as well also i was at that those concerts you know not all of them but i mean i went i I saw the stadium tour and motley Crue was by far the worst band on it and that was the band i was looking the most forward to see um listen vince did the best he can he's you know he's he's you're not getting vince from even the 90s anymore no um but I mean, their their mix and everything was was, was awful with them. But uh, yeah, all right. So let's go on to the second story. Go for it. And Sean, are you familiar with Lizzo? Yes. Okay. So this is something that a lot of people don't know about Lizzo, but she is a big rock music fan. Mm-hmm. And uh, in February, when she was in Hamburg, Germany, touring, she did an acapella version of Rammstein's "Du Hast." I heard right? that. But you heard this. You heard her do it. I heard that she. I heard the story that she did it. I hadn't heard the actual uh, audio. Okay. But she also she did this recently. I thought this was really cool, and I think you're going to back me up on this too. And you'll become a big Lizzo fan after this. She came to the defense of Nickelback, saying that they are sometimes the butt of jokes, and that the band takes way too much shit. Um from from critics and from 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 people she says she loves them she loves the song how you remind me she called it her jam and she even uh sang the song in concert a couple of times so let me ask you, you this what what you, what you take on uh lizzo being a big rock fan i i think it's i think it's stupid because it shouldn't have to be broken down like that because music is music i can I put a post up on Facebook the other day, and this is the truth. It was like I was sitting in a diner wearing a Luke Combs T-shirt, right, from a country concert that I went to, right after I listened to the brand new Metallica record, all right, while I was waiting that later on that night to go see Springsteen in concert. Who gives a shit, like, if you're a rapper and you like rock? I mean, like, Lady Gaga, her three favorite bands are Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Anthrax. You know? And she's the biggest, you know, pop dance star or the last... 20 years fucking great dude you know i'm I'm not a i'm not a lizzo fan you know i'm you know she's a big girl i'm a big guy that's where we relate you know but otherwise it's uh i'm not her fan but like i appreciate what she does i've heard a couple of her songs that i like but i'm not gonna ever go out and see her in concert but fuck it if she likes him all the power to her i gotta tell you i wound up getting a lot more respect for lizzo and i i gotta agree with the 1000 percent about the um nickelback cake i think I think it's 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 a hack joke to make about yep, Nickelback. 100%. I think Nickelback is they're a really strong band, and when you look at their catalog, 
compared to the bands of other bands of the early 2000s. I, I mean, I, I think Nickelback is going to wind up winning a lot of those challenges almost all the time. Do you realize that they are the number four selling rock band of all time? No, I didn't know that. Yep. Behind the Stones, the well, the Beatles, obviously, the Be- Beatles, the Stones, the Who, and they just passed Guns N' Roses. They are the fourth biggest selling rock band of all time. More than the I, Eagles, more than the more than Guns N' Roses. That tells you something. Number one, go to a concert. More than go Pink to Floyd? a Nickelback concert. Yes, more than Floyd too. Didn't you just see them recently? I saw them uh, for their record release party for their new record, which is which is a great great record. It's called uh, Rolling Up, I believe. And I've seen them a bunch of times. The, the, the bonus of going to a Nickelback show that's like four to one chicks to dudes. Okay, so you have a lot of eye candy at a show. But they are a great, great band. I'm sorry. I, I, I have said this for a long time. I get a lot of hate because I like Nickelback. And I freely admit that I like them. I play them, you know, regularly in my phone. Regularly I play this band. And as far as a live band goes, dude, I still didn't play Starland. And they played like they were playing for a 20,000 seat arena. Why do they get club. so much hate then? Because it's the cool thing to do. Why? It's How did that become a thing? Because they they were like Creed. People hated Creed as well. And the reason why people hated Creed is because they made rock music that was a little more commercial. Now, you're, you know, the people aren't going to hate on the Foo Fighters, even though they're a commercial rock band. But when you write a... What they really do is write really good pop songs and turn them into rock songs. And that's a hard thing to do. It's a really, really hard thing to do. So they write really catchy stuff that chicks tend to like too. So guys tend to shit on that because, oh, what does my girl know about friggin' rock and metal? I'm going to tell her what I like, what the, she likes, you know? They have rock songs with hooks. Yeah, a lot of rock songs with hooks, killer ballad. They write great ballads, which is really hard to find these days too, which is a definite 80s and 90s throwback. So again, yeah, they get a lot of shit, but let me tell you, man, Go see them in concert. You'll it'll change your mind a hundred percent. Okay. Um, are you a fan of the police? Um, I don't go deep. I like all the I'll, I'll put our greatest hits on, but that's it. Okay. So we got a story here about the police as well. I don't know if you know again, that's what the show's about, Ted. We're gonna be filling in people with with all this rock news, and there's plenty. So um Stuart Copeland made some news uh, this week. He basically ruled out a police reunion, saying the trio will remain great friends as long as they don't work together. Okay, I think that pretty much spells out they ain't going to get back together for another reunion tour. Um, He also kind of suggested where this comes from. And it seems like it stemmed from uh, Sting isn't the greatest at compromising when it comes to songs on uh, an album. And Stuart Copeland basically came out and said that him and Andy have ideas for songs too, but all of Sting stuff have to uh, appear on the album for like he'll get first crack. And let's face it, man, Sting is a great, great songwriter. I think some in some cases very underrated as a songwriter. But when you're in a trio and you're splitting things evenly, everyone's got to get, get their 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 opinions and songs in there. What do you think? Unless about it's this? established, unless it's established from the beginning, you know, unless, unless like I have a, you know, like I have, you know, a band that, you know, we don't have in practice forever, but um, 
it's known that basically me and my guitar player write the songs. He writes the, you know, he writes the music and then I'm going to come in with lyrics and then we're going to present it to the rest of the band. Are you comparing yourself to the police? I, I'm just saying that, you know, I, I, me and Sting have a lot in common. Um, Can you name what, what, yeah, you're, you're. You're anatomically. Well, I taught males. him about. I taught him about you know the whole tantric thing. You know, we bumped into each other at a coffee shop in L.A. in the early '90s and stuff, and we had a See, great conversation. That people don't know about you. You don't. I'm. I'm like an onion, dude. There's layers. Yeah. So yeah, there really is. I, I was gonna say, could so you I, both stink? But go ahead, <laughs> Dick. So uh, you should have said I made you cry. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I understand why they would get pissed off because unless it's like an established thing where like you have the one guy who is the the ringleader of the band and he says, listen, um, you know, I'm going to I here's my here's what I have. You know, here's demos. Take them and just add your parts to it. But, you know, there's another whole other aspect of it, too, is because Sting is known for um, trying to only be the only songwriter on the song so he gets all the royalties for it i don't know if you were aware of that um andy are you summer, saying he's kind of like the alpha of the band yeah well yeah of course andy summer had a huge falling out with him a million years ago because he had no songwriting credit on every breath you take and he wrote that guitar riff it, it sting freely says andy wrote the that signature riff but there's no songwriting credit for it so this is another story to piggyback for yours um there was a huge thing that uh, when when Puff Daddy or P Diddy, whatever the fuck you want to call him, um, did that song "I'll Be Missing You" for Notorious B.I.G., he used the whole sample of "Every Breath You Take" in that song, and was never without used per- no without permission. permission. So now he he actually just admitted a few weeks ago that he pays Sting five thousand dollars a day. Yeah, and that co- that comes out to a little under two million dollars a year. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So think of it. So Andy Summer should get half of that, but he's not getting any of it. Right. So you understand why there's a lot of tension and friction with that band. Sure, they made a ton of money together, but Sting is definitely reaping more of the benefits than the other two. Exactly. Well, I mean, listen, I don't I don't think uh anyone's hurting because Sting is on tour this year. He's gonna be doing all his greatest hits police and solo stuff Stuart copeland has been scoring movies for forever and uh andy summers is out on tour with a band of his own doing yep. a bunch of police stuff so you know it, it's it, no one no one's hurting there but uh i just thought that was kind of an interesting thing yeah, okay we got a couple of more stories here and uh coming to the end of the road for some of these guys and one of those bands who's coming at end of the road is the nuge ted nugent announces that uh this tour will be his last he's calling it adios mofo um yeah. but he will continue to make music he'll still re- uh continue to record uh new music he is just done touring um he stated that uh hotels are like jails that's a quote from uh ted and he'd like to spend more time with his dogs his grandkids and his kids are you a, a ted nugent fan um, you know, a couple of the hits. Uh, I know he's playing in August, right around the corner from me at Starland Ballroom. So I'm thinking yeah, I might, I might be a great that. place to see him. It really is. So I think I'm going to go to that. And it's kind of funny that he's announced that this is his final tour, but he's going to record. Godsmack is doing the exact opposite. They announced their last album uh, is their last record they're ever going to record, but they're going to continue touring for the next 10 to 15 years. 
they said that nobody wants to go out and hear the new new music anymore. They just want to hear greatest hits once you're 20, 25 years, years in and establish as a band. So they understand it, which I think is kind of cool. You know, it, it's kind of the opposite of what Ted's doing, though, if you think about it. Yeah, you know? I I think with Nugent, listen, he's he's an older guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's in his, he's got to be in his early to mid 70s. Oh, absolutely. OK, uh, yeah, he is. Um, he is he's he's a guy who uh, he he. He like he's an outdoorsman. He's you know he 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 beats to his own drum, you know. And I think at this point in his life, you know, he, he just doesn't want to do the grind. It is a grind. It's not like he is like one of these mega acts, you know. Mm-hmm. You're you're still playing Stall and Ballroom, you know. It is it's still going on a bus. It's still staying in a hotel, you know. It's 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 a big it's that's a big inconvenience for for an older gentleman. Of course, touring has stayed the same, but recording is completely different. He can just have a recording studio in his house. You don't need you don't need to do the old days where like you're living in a studio for six months and you're writing and recording it. You do it. You get up, you take a shit, you make a cup of coffee and you you plug into a computer and you play for eight hours. You know, exactly. You know, it's a lot easier. Okay, so as we're as we're talking about Ted Nugent taking a step back from touring, knew who's going back on the road. According to Joe Perry, Aerosmith is planning to start their new tour in September and going into 2024. Uh, the, uh, the the downside is it doesn't look like Joey Kramer will be joining them. Any thoughts on Aerosmith? I thought are you, sure? you, I think just, I, you just froze. I just thought you just making a dumb face, but you froze. Good. No, no, I froze for a second. Um, uh, you know, listen, Aerosmith's another band that I think should should hang it up at this point. Why? I don't think um I don't know that they deliver as much as they as they used to, even the last you know few years. I know I know Joe Perry's started up the, the Joe Perry project again. Joe Perry project, he has an album out with the Hollywood vampires. Yeah. I mean he this this guy's also early seventies uh, and he is really still you know, he's still he he still has the energy of, of a guy in his twenties. I know, but it's kinda of, I think I think Steven Tyler is, is is the wild card in this. I, I don't think he's as uh focused anymore i think he had a couple of relapses too and i think that played a, a big part in the in the spiral a little bit well i hope he's getting healthy because I, listen that's you know out of all like the mega bands that's the one band i've never seen wow really i've yeah. seen him a couple of times they're fantastic and i you know you hope that he sounds okay i mean anytime like you hear it like anything time they put out something steven still sounds great it's different to sound great in a studio because you can fix that, but you can't fix it live. Uh, I don't know, but we will see. So starting September, Aerosmith back on the road. They right before the pandemic, they were supposed to be touring as their fiftieth, fiftieth, fiftieth anniversary with That's Rival crazy. Sons, and it was supposed to all commemorate, you know, all, all kind of like reach its crescendo at um, Fenway Park. You know, because they're a Boston-based band and playing multiple nights at Fenway Park. And they never got a chance to do that. So I hope, I hope, uh, you know, that that's in the plans. Uh, another guy who's coming back from touring, who had to take some time off. I went to see his farewell tours. Uh, Peter Frampton announced a new U.S. tour, uh, Never Say Never. I was at his last, uh, like I said, his last shows uh, was in 2019. Um, 
he had revealed earlier that year that he had a condition that prevented him from playing. Uh, but he says he's feeling good enough now and he's good enough to hit the road. And Frampton is back playing. What do you think about that? Eh. No, nothing. You don't like Frampton? Not a fan. Not a fan. Oh, man. I love the guy. Not a fan. I got to tell you, one of the most surprising concerts I've ever seen. Really? Um, great guitarist. Uh, okay. So we got, I got two more. Uh, stories they're, they're kind of quick and then we're going to get into some and i got one too okay then we'll get into some concert releases uh some record releases um there were rumors you you know you know that big uh concert that's going to be out in california yep it was a power called? trip power trip okay one of the i thought one of the weird um bits on the show is tool why because when you look at the other bands i you know it's ozzy metallica acdc maiden I think Tool is a is a, a different Guns type of and band, Roses. and I think they're a younger band than these other. They're bands. the big. They're, you just hit the nail on the head. They're the biggest band besides those five. There's no other band that comes close to being as big of a rock. Well, band as Tool this this was the band that was that was rumored to that was going to fill that Tool spot, and I think it just wound up becoming a rumor. Uh, there were rumors that Richie Blackmore was going to return to Deep Purple. Okay. But according to Joe Lynn Turner, who had sung for Purple, he had sung in uh, Richie Blackmore's band uh, in Rainbow. He says, that's not going to happen. That's never going to happen. He says that Richie and Ian Gillen just can't put past issues aside. But I thought that would have been the perfect band to not fill out that, that card. Close. Not even close. Tool is a legendary band with, with Richie Blackmore. Tool is a way bigger historical band than than Deep Purple ever was. Mm. Hundred, they, the, they are the most different, diverse. The only other band I think that had a remote chance of going on that was Judas Priest. No, no. See, I I don't think I don't think that fits. I, I mean, I thought I love Tool. I think they're great. I just don't know where how they fit in that in that group. I I think they were too young. I no, still think I no, still the only think other they're band, kind of relevant. Only other band that can easily fill that spot is the Foo Fighters. No, it's a, oh, again, God, a, yeah. a, a, a current band. Yeah, no, that, that's the two only two bands that could fill that is is Tool of the Foo Fighters. That's you're not gonna you're not gonna convince me otherwise. Not. Okay. Um, all right. So last story that I have here. Um, something I'm looking forward to, and he froze again. Look, look at that dumb face, folks. If you're watching this on YouTube and if you're hearing this on Spotify, whatever you listen to this on podcast, Sean's face is frozen like Joe Pesci. And he, okay, and then he's unfrozen. Okay. You're freezing too, by the way. Just so you Am know. I? I'm blaming that. On my end, yes. Okay. Um, yes. All right, so last bit of news. Um, we have Volbeat and Hailstorm. They are touring together this summer. Love both bands, I North American saw, Thor. I think we should go to that. And yeah, August 5th, they are playing Atlantic City uh, Ovation Hall. Yes, I, I was considering asking you if you wanted to go see that, Jeffrey, but we are going to see Metallica, Pantera, and Mammoth the day before. I don't know that I can deal with you two days in a row. No, so and, and, that's the only reason fact, why. I didn't. The next night, I will be um, in Frenchtown at Artie's. And we'll be uh, I'll be uh, interviewing uh, the Smithereens. I'll be with them that night. So oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, 
Very so, uh, okay, I have so another. That, I have one story that... before we go to um, more tour stuff because there is a lot of tours we got to talk about too. Um, Dolly Parton and, and music releases. This. Yes, Dolly Parton. Um, I don't know if you remember last year when she went into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She tried to turn down her invitation because she said she was not rock and roll. And they said, That's you know, right. tough shit. We're still putting you in. And during her speech, she had said again that she did not belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but she thanked everybody. And she said, I guess I owe you guys a rock and roll album now. So what she is, uh, they just announced today, uh, she is doing a rock cover album. It's coming out in the fall of this year, doing stuff like I Can't Get No Satisfaction, uh, Purple Rain, uh, that's not really rock. Fairway to Heaven, Freebird, stuff like that. But she has people like Steve Perry from Journey, uh, Nikki Six, Pink, Brandy Carlisle, Paul McCartney. Uh, everybody and their mother is going to be on this record. And John Five is playing all the guitars for it and producing it. I got to hear this record then. That's going to be pretty good. That's going to be pretty good. That's a good um, one. That's what a what a way to close. So again, folks, a lot of music news. And along with music news, we also got a ton of releases, right, Sean? A lot of great releases that are, that just came out and or are coming out. All right, so bring us up to date on that. So um, as of today, um, the new Metallica album is out. Uh, I would like to say that I, I know what you're going to say about it, uh, but I'm not going. You just froze. What is it? I don't get what happens with the this internet sometimes uh sometimes you know he said he can see me freezing but i think because he's uh, freezing sean are you there yeah i'm right here okay you you froze again good so what part did you hear that uh metallica has a new album out it's called 72 seasons and yes and i'm disappointed in a lot of people's uh reviews on it because they're calling him them a uh, retalica because they're recycling all the old shit all over again. I think that's horseshit. I think this is one of their better records they've put out in 20 years. I think it's a real old school throwback, but it's got a lot of cool new school vibe to it. And it doesn't sound anything like that tinny piece of shit saying anger either. You know, it's a great solid record top to bottom. Uh, I'm looking really looking forward to hearing the new stuff live. A lot of times when I go see a concert, like we're going to see them in August, if we're going to see them, I want to hear stuff from Puppets and Kill Em All and Ride the Lightning and, and Justice and all that stuff. I don't want to hear anything off of like some of the newer albums. This stuff I am excited to hear live. It is a great record from the top to bottom. There's a couple of songs that I definitely want to hear live off of this album. Um, I was, when I was at the gym today and uh, all, all day that I've been listening to this and I just want to bring up some of the uh of the songs on it there i i in fact one song really stood out to me so much i think i texted you right you there sean any fr- yeah lux eterna lux okay. eterna right lux lux eterna i think is the best metallica song uh that i had heard in over 20 years um it, it like like I, amazing yeah song. i i think it's if FM radio or radio in general was still like a difference maker. It's still, it still had an effect on, on people buying music. This I think would have easily been the single off of this album. It's short enough. And we lost Sean. Okay. It's short enough. It's, 
It's, it has hooks. It's catchy. It's it's really good. And there were a couple of other songs off of uh, off of this Metallica album. I think are really good. Um, Crown of uh, Bob Wire is a good one. Um, I thought. Uh, oh God, there's a. Uh, give me a second here. You must burn was another one. Shad Shadows follow, which I think is the first single is also a good one. So there are about three to four songs right off the bat that are unbelievably catchy. Um, is anything as good as um, some of the albums that Sean mentioned earlier? I don't think so. Uh, there's nothing as good. You know, maybe Lux Eterna would, would be something that I would like as much as something I, I heard on the Black album, which is probably my favorite Metallica album. Uh but it is heads and tails above St. Anger. It's not even close. Oh, yeah. So I mean, for, Hardwired to Self-Destruct was a great record. Right. So uh, for people to kind of shit on this, uh, I, I don't know where that's coming from. It's because people suck, Jeff. People suck. And I want to go back to a day like 35, 40 years ago when the only person's fucking opinion that mattered was Walter Cronkite. I swear to Christ, everybody has a fucking opinion on social media. They constantly have to feel like everybody needs to know everything that's in their brain. You don't. Okay. You don't like it. How about this? Don't give a shit. Don't play it again. I don't need. Exactly. And he froze one more time. But yeah, I mean, that that is my sentiment as well. But that's that's the age that we live in. We live in a, a, an age where instant gratification, you have to get your opinion out there. I mean, when you look at something like Twitter, at, you know, it, it's like it gives you the access to, to spew whatever's in your mind instead of taking a second and think it through. And then no matter what you put on Twitter, someone always has something to say. I remember one year I, I posted uh, Lady Gaga played at the VMAs and I write uh, great, great set. Lady Gaga killed it. And then this guy has to tweet at me back at me. What are you gay? Yes, I'm a homosexual. I'm a homosexual because I like Lady Gaga. It's like it's such an ugly shit place, you know the the internet. But but that's the age that we live in. So right, I mean, if I didn't have to do you, it you don't stress comedy, over it because you don't control it. Yeah, John. Right. If I, if I didn't have to do it because of comedy, I swear I would never be on social media. No, it's I would not do it. At this point in my life, I don't need it anymore. You don't need it anymore. Okay, so yeah, so we we talked about uh, the new Metallica record. Uh, yes, folks, I say check it out. It's absolutely it's really good. No, it really, really is. Uh, this Ghost is putting out a new EP. Is it a concept um, album? I think it is. I think the new Ghost album is a uh, is a new album. They, they they a new not a new concept album. It, you know, what's weird about this album that that I had seen is that uh they were being very very cryptic about it they would they mm -hmm. were referring to themselves as a band from the 1960s and they come up with this yeah. big uh backstory like th that's the thing i like about ghost and tobias is that you know they they really are super creative and and very different and unique yeah it's um they do it's all covers so they're covering the one they released as a single was uh jesus he knows me by genesis Oh, a, that, was a, that was a great song. The great song, but I don't like their version. It sounds like Weird Al Yankovic is doing it. I I just, <laughs> I can't get, I really, I've listened to it. It really sounds like a Weird Al Yankovic cover. 
Um, they're doing uh, Phantom of the Opera by Maiden. And uh, the one I really want to hear is We Don't Need Another Hero by Tina Turner. I got so I got to tell you, I, I give them a lot of credit. I mean, uh, uh, they're putting out new stuff and it's creative and they're going to be touring again, too. So uh, I, right. I may have to catch them on. Uh, this next let's tour. see who else. Mammoth also has a new record coming out. Mammoth WVH. Uh, it's yeah, coming that, out. That's, that's uh, been, that's actually, the day we see Metallica. They, yeah, the day we see Metallica, uh, they're opening up the show and that's the day the record comes out. August 4th. Uh, I heard the one song. So we'll and hear new uh, music from them. Yeah, we'll hear some new music that night, which uh, I think he's great. Um, I think he's one of the futures of rock and roll. I thought that rock and roll was dead after Dave Navarro. I really, uh, not Dave Navarro, Dave Grohl. And because uh, I always feel like he's the last real rock star that we have. Everybody else kind of has a little bit of rock star vibe, but Dave Grohl is the last greatest rock star that's alive right now. Uh, Wolfie, Wolfie's going to pick up that. Wolfie, Wolfie I hope you're right. I think he has to write something kind of catchy. I think he's got to have to be something hit. that's going to cross over. Yeah, he's got to have the, yeah. he's got to have that hit. Like the Foo Fighters were great on their first record, but once the second record came out and you started hearing songs like Monkey Ranch and My Hero and Everlong all on one record, like three they are three of their biggest songs on their second record, and that's what that's what catapulted them to be in the biggest rock band in the in the world right now. I think Wolfie has that chance to do that. I really do. I think you're right too. Listen, he's still young enough, and you know, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to what, what some of the label mates are going to be doing. Like, um, who's who's that band that we, Dirty Honey? I thought they Dirty Honey started doing that. Yeah, they're actually playing over here. Um, I forgot to tell you, there's a big uh, radio station concert that happens every year. It's called the MMR BQ. WMMR is a huge rock station out of Philadelphia. So every year they do uh the, the big MMR BQ. Uh, it's uh, Shinedown, Billy Idol, uh, Arian Jones. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He's really, really good. Uh, Dirty Honey and somebody else. But it's a pretty decent show. Dirty I like Honey. Somebody else. When we, I forgot. I can't remember. I'm a little high. Uh, when we saw Dirty Honey, they were phenomenal, and I think that they were as good, if not better, than than Mammoth. They were definitely better than Mammoth. And when we, 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 Sean and I saw them at a uh, Starland ballroom and, you know, I mean, Mammoth was good. They, they had to play that night as a three piece and they out. pulled it off and they were really good. You, you, you keep freezing a little bit. That's why I'm talking. I know I'm having yeah. issues here today. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dirty honey. Uh, I love them, uh, way better than that horrible band that you love Greta Van Fleet. Um, they're putting out their next, uh, they're putting out their next Zeppelin record, uh, in July, by the way. Uh, I think they're calling it Greta Van Fleet 4. Yeah, and they have a song called uh, Escalator to Hell on, on it, apparently. Yeah, yeah it's going to be great. that fucking band so much. Uh, they're going to be great. I can't wait for that album to come out and see them. And they're going to they're gonna be taking over the charts. Uh, that's yeah. the future of rock and roll, my friend. Is then Greta I will Van go Fleet. country. That guy I can will go sing country. and they, have, they, they can play. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what, else, so what else do we have coming out? You also have, um, I'm not sure if you're a fan of them, but it's the first album in like seven or eight years, Avenged Sevenfold. It's coming back with a new uh, a new record. Uh, I think that's kind of out of your wheelhouse a little bit. They were one of those bands that um, kind of after like Pantera went away. Um, I think them and Lamb of God were probably the two bigger metal bands at the time. And they kind of trailed off a little bit once uh, once one of the guys in the band died. But uh, that's coming yeah. back with a new record. Uh, Blink-182, actually. 
uh, I don't know if you, today's a Sunday. Uh, last night, they did a surprise gig at Coachella, their first show together as a as a band together in nine years. And I heard that they were, they blew the, they just blew the fucking sound away. It was amazing. They got a new record coming out too that I know of. Uh, there was some, oh, here's a band that I think you'll like. Now I'm going to break it here. This is going to be a monster band after this record comes out. They're called Sleep Token. Them I don't know. I want you to check them out. They they came on the scene a couple of years ago. They're kind of like uh, the perfect mix of like industrial, new wave, and metal all at the same time. So they're very dark and sludgy. But they have a lot of synth in the background. So it's kind of like uh, if you mixed like a Depeche Mode with a Manson and uh, a little bit of Maiden thrown in there too. The way you described it, I thought you were going to go in the direction of like a Faith No More. Kinda, yeah. They're quirky like that, but they're another band, kind of like uh, Ghost. They wear masks, so you can't, you don't know who they are. So again, they think it might be this big, huge super group, and you know, but nobody knows who they are. They've never. And what been are they seen. called? Sleep Token. Sleep Token. Okay, I'm gonna look out. I think for you. Them. I think you will dig them. I really do think you'll dig them. And let's see what other new releases. We have a couple of other ones, too, that are coming out. Um, I mentioned Ghost, Greta Van Fleet. I mean, you don't really like him, but Ed Sheeran has a new album that's coming out in May. uh, Starting his stadium tour, which I'll be going to as well. Uh, Somebody that I love personally, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. uh, He's actually a former rapper that has kind of shifted over towards like rock and country. His name is Jelly Roll. Uh, I've been hearing a lot about this Jelly Roll, and Jelly Roll had the number one single yep. uh, as of last week. Son of a and, and so I was in Florida, and you know I had a uh, I was talking to a bunch of like kids in the, their their twenties at one of the shows, and I brought up Jelly Roll, yeah, and they weren't quite familiar with with him. Um, and then, but then one kid said he he did. So fill us in a little bit who Jelly Roll is. So he, like, like I said, he's a he's a big dude. Like he's six four, six five. He's a good four fifty five hundred pounds. White dude, tattooed face. How much? I, I'd say he's a good four fifty five hundred. Maybe he's a big boy. Four fifty five hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he makes me look small. Seriously, he really does make me look small. Like I'd be the after version. Oh my god, big dude. Uh, got a wife named Bunny who's a fucking knockout, absolute knockout. He's a former drug dealer. She's a former escort, and they just look like one of those like fucking hot couples. You know what I mean? Like I follow. Well, in America in twenty twenty three, that would qualify. Yeah, and he froze at the worst possible time. I want to find out about this jelly roll. I can't picture a guy four fifty five hundred pounds getting up every night. Going out and doing shows and, and doing concerts. That's crazy. Yeah, John, you're yeah. unfroze. So, so he's a yeah, I'm back. So um, yeah, he's great. He was a rapper. Um, you know, kind of like would guest on people's songs like Eminem and Tech Nine and stuff like that. Uh, and then he started a series called uh the Whalen and Willie series, and it was collaborations with him and Struggle Jennings, who was Whalen Jennings' uh grandson. So they did a lot of crossover where it was kind of like kind of country vocals with like a rap background. And then he put out an album uh, called uh, Battle of the Broken Heart, I believe it's called. And it's it's a country vibe. It's a real country vibe. 
I heard I heard about him opening up for Shine Down. I'm like, I gotta see what this guy's like. I played it once. If I played it once, dude, I must have played this record 300 times over the last eight nine months. I just I absolutely love it. It's it's an amazing record. He's got a new one coming out. Uh, it is called Wilst Chapel, I believe, coming out in uh, in June. And he Where put out a couple singles it? already. Uh, it's on rock radio. So they're playing it now, like on uh, on like on Octane. It kind of oh. crossed over to like a rock. Oh, wow. Vibe. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. I, I, I really didn't know good. where they were going to put this guy. I don't know if, he was, if they were going to put him in pop, they were going to put him in, in, in rock. I, I mean, he just seems to, to hit so many different uh, d- uh, demographics, but I mean, I, yeah, he's I, all I, over the place. But he's yeah, all over the place. like anytime you get on uh, on the internet and, and, and start uh, searching about music, Jelly Roll's name would always pop up yeah in the, in that, the last that album month. probably my one of my i think it was my one of my top three records of last year no no question it was that good wow so i'm looking forward to that but i think that's really it as far as um new releases that i think they're worthy to mention um i know you don't like the jonas brothers they got a new record coming out too no i'm not a fan all right so let's wrap things up with uh concerts and we you know this weekend we both went to go see shows on different nights Yes. Okay. You, on Friday night, you went to go see Bruce Springsteen and the East Street Band. I went to go see Chicago last I night. Saw How was it? Um, well, here's the thing. Uh, I went back on my schedule and I had looked and I hadn't had a weekend off since Thanksgiving weekend. So, you know, that means I'm not hanging out with my wife or doing anything. I kind of felt bad. I kept this this weekend open. I, I was uh, had a show on Friday night. Saturday night, I, I was like, you know what? She loves Chicago. Let me see if I can get some tickets. If they have anything at the uh, at the Hard Rock at that Mark Estes Arena, they had a couple of tickets. We wound up going. Um, that band, we talk about bands that kind of like Chicago today. I've seen them a bunch of times. I think it's over for Chicago. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, listen, the songs are still great, but Robert Lamb, who is like the real last big linchpin. 78 years old. He has taken a backseat to a lot of the, the songs and the leads uh, on these songs. James Pankow is still great. He's the uh, trombone player. And Lee Lachlan, he's also a phenomenal musician. Those are the three originals. Um, I thought what their band was lacking was energy and 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 charisma. And, the, you know, like the new members, because they lost a lot of uh, members who have been with the band for the last 20 years. And this just seems kind of like a hodgepodge of, of guys who are in the band playing the music. It sounds fine, but there's something missing when you've seen that. And, and like I said, I saw them as recently as two years ago and they were good, but this is a definite incarnation of the band. There's got to be about three to four new members. And that is a, that's a big turnover. Yeah, yeah, that's you. You lose a lot of cohesiveness too when you when you have that many new members. One person you can kind of fill in, but I don't know. You're replacing half your band. That's kind of tough. It's a new lead guitarist. It's a new uh, main keyboard player. It's a new drummer. You know, th- you know, those are three big components. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of attitudes too. Yeah, a uh, new bass player. So okay, that's so the whole yeah, band. That, that, you so that, you that, just that, said there's a new guitar player, bass yeah. player, and drummer. I'm like, well, that's the whole fucking band, Jeff. Yeah. So the, the percussionist is still there. They okay. added a lead singer who sometimes plays a little bit of rhythm. Uh, the horn section is, is fairly together. And um, Robert Lamb. 
you know, who who is basically Chicago. Um, they play the hits, but also they didn't play as long as they normally do. This is a band that, with a catalog. They could play four hours. They played not even, an, uh, let's see, they went on at 7.20. They were done by uh, 8.50. That's an hour and a half. That's not that's not good for a headlining act, especially right. that, of that caliber. And I'm going to yeah. say at least 10 minutes of it was band introductions. Wow. Yeah, that's shady. Yeah. Yeah, little, yeah hang so it up at that point. A little disappointing. Listen, you know, I love the songs, and it's going to be a sad day when Chicago's not coming around every summer, but, you know, you just don't want it to end like the way Meatloaf ended, where he yeah. couldn't sing, and it was just like, oh, you're watching a shell of, of, of a guy out there. I, I agree. That's why I won't go see Bon Jovi again. Yeah. The last, the last time I saw him, I mean, they literally dropped the two keys, and he still couldn't hit any any kind of note. You know, record the records. You know, if you want to do some acoustic stuff, do some acoustic stuff. But come on, you have to admit at some point you got to hang it up. If it ain't working, I think that's the guy who's done. Um, So tell us about Bruce Springsteen. Bruce was amazing. Um, He has been basically playing the same set list every night on this arena tour. Um, He said he was going to, and then he said the stadium tour will be more like a normal show where he varies it up. Usually opens up with No Surrender. and then this time he opened up a local hero. Uh, first time he played that in 10 years, which is great. Um, he rotates there were a out couple of surprises in this. Uh, set yeah, he rotates out one or two songs. He uh, did the E Street Shuffle this time, which is cool. He took out Born in the USA, which I'm happy about. And he replaced it with Jersey Girl, even though I'm not a huge mm-hmm. Jersey Girl fan. Yeah. You have to play it if you're in Jersey. You know, it's kind of like a, a prerequisite. That you know, he's got to play that. Uh, he did Thunder Road. He hasn't been doing it on every show, which I thought was cool. Great song. Yeah. Um, just a couple songs that I would have taken out. You know, a couple songs I would have taken out. Um, I liked his new record with the uh, the soul covers. I thought it was really good. He did Night uh, Shift, right? He did Night Shift. Yeah. Um, you know, cool to see. But, you know, I would have rather have heard like, uh, you know, the ties that bind or something like, you know, something different. You know, he didn't play one song off of... Uh, uh, greetings from Asbury Park. So that was That's different. Super, yeah, it was a little different. I didn't do the fan. river. He didn't do the river. No, uh, he didn't play Jungle Land. So like he didn't play like some songs I thought he would do. Um, like I'm not a huge fan of Kitty's Back. But did he do Jungle? I, I thought he did Jungle Land at Madison Square Garden. Well, he may have, but he hadn't. He didn't do it at my show. So what he does is he has like two or three songs that he rotates out. Um. Still a phenomenal show. The band sounds amazing. Jake is, uh, you know, he got some big shoes to fill in his uncle's footsteps, Jake Clemens, but he he does him justice. He really, really does. Um, they do a nice little tribute to Clarence during uh, Rosalita. Is it was Rosalita or Born to Run, one of the two. But uh, mm. they they put his uh, they put Clarence's pictures on the screen and stuff like and, that. And Danny Federici, Danny too, Federici right? as well. Yeah, he did a. He did it really beautiful. He, and he ends the show, which is kind of weird. Um, so he ends it with 10th Avenue Freeze Out. It's like a seven-song encore. Band leaves, and he just comes back acoustic. Uh, and he dedicates the I'll See You in My Dreams to his nephew who passed away. And uh, so it's just the whole place is jet black, cell phones lit, him and an acoustic guitar singing I'll See You in My Dreams. That's the last song of the night. He walks out by himself and the band doesn't come back on. Band doesn't come back on. He does all the farewell, introdu- you know, the farewell goodbyes, all that stuff. They all walk off. He comes right back out, spotlight on him, one last song, and it's done. Kind How of a different show. 
just under three hours, two hours and 50 minutes because they had a late start. Because Prudential Center, when you have a 7.30 start time, hey, let's open the doors at 6.30 for 20,000 people. Prudential is one of the worst arenas for that. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. But uh, so they started late. It's supposed to have a 7.40 start. It started at 8.05, so it's not too bad. And then he was done by uh, just a, just about 11 o'clock. Not bad. Good show. Um, no intermission, right? No intermission. No opening act. Open up. He did 20, 27 songs. And he's 73? 73, 73 years old. And he sounds better live than he did 10 years ago. I saw a lot of video from, from this tour. And it, it, he did sound great. He looks like he's moving. He moves like an old man. He, that's he, that. That's the point that I was making noticeable. at the beginning of the show. He slowed down a lot. He has definitely slowed down, but he's more focused on his vocals, which I think was always a little bit of an issue with him. Like he was more of a front man, never known as like this great, amazing singer. You know, no one ever said he was the greatest voice of all time. He even says it, but he was a, a showman and he was a rock and roller. Now he's take he's toning it down. He's still playing the songs, but they're more they're more laser focused. I noticed that. I think this is a lot of newer people in the band too. You know, he's got Jake. He's got um. He's got God. He's got a, a four-piece horn section, a four-piece backup singer, at this point too. So how was the yeah. how was the band? How was Steven? How was Max? They how were was... all they were all just super super tight. I just looked I looked at Max Weinberg and I said to myself, this is probably one of the most underrated drummers. Absolutely underrated. He does not get the credit he deserves. He is a monster when he's playing, and you don't realize a lot of. Uh, one of the fills he's doing, like I never caught in some of these songs. You know, he's a really, really amazing drummer. And like I said, Jay Clemens uh, really takes uh, does his uh, his uncle justice. He really does. That's really great to hear. All right, man. So I think I think we're pretty much done here uh, with this episode. You know, talking about music news, releases, concerts. Uh, like I said, so much going on. And it's only going to get better, man. We're only looking forward to, you know, we're, we're only in the middle of April. We're only in the middle of April. This is going to be a great summer for shows. Yeah, There's there's a lot of great shows. I mean, just, just knowing the shows that I have tickets to, um, we're going to see Ed Sheeran. We have the concert we're going to with uh, Mammoth and Pantera and Metallica. Uh, I have tickets for Brett Michaels with... Uh, uh, Night Ranger and Ario Speedwagon and mm-hmm. Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray. It's gonna be a real fun show. Um, they are so I I kick myself for not getting the PNC pass when I totally forgot about it because they have announced like uh Eric Church is playing there, Zach Brown band. Uh, I'm not a Dave Matthews fanatic, but Dave is playing again this summer. Three doors down with Candlebox is gonna be there. I mean, this is all 15 minutes from my house. So there's going to be a lot of nights where we're just going to, you know, park in the parking lot and just listen to the music you can hear it anyway. Well, um, probably and then I got to tell you, because I got the pass. I know, but I'm telling you right now, one of my favorites is coming up, and my 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 sweet boy surprised me with a ticket: Skid Row and Buck Cherry in September. That's right. We're going wait. to that. I cannot wait for that concert. I cannot wait yeah. for that show. The new singer from Skid Row is off the fucking charts, and he sounds amazing, and he's bringing life back into this band. And Absolutely. their new record, their new record is an awesome record. You know, for the, for the uh, longest time, they weren't doing uh, "Quick Saying Jesus" because it's right. just such a difficult song to sing, even with this new singer. Now he's doing it, and yep. I, I've heard it, and it is excellent. 
kid is awesome. He's he's really off the charts, man. It, it's a great time for rock and roll this year. This year's a great year for rock and roll, a great year for touring, and a lot of great records coming out. The only bummer, the only negative I can I can say, and it's a big one though, is have you seen the price of tickets? Yeah. So like <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of um loopholes. There's a lot of loopholes for tickets. When it comes to the summer, um, you can go to a lot of outdoor shows. And the best thing to do is just to get lawn tickets for PNC or Jones Beach or Camden or things like that, because a lot of these shows are not selling out. And this is the little trick that I do is I always buy a. Okay, I, he's, he froze again, but I know what his trick is. And the trick is he buys lawn chairs, uh, the lawn seats, and he's right. You know, who in their right mind is spending... Let me get to you up. Sh- Sean, are you back? I'm here. So, okay, we, we missed everything because you froze. So go ahead. Okay. So the trick is to buy the $20 lawn ticket, whether you buy it on Live Nation or you buy it on Groupon, and then you go inside and then you just upgrade for another 20 bucks. So you can have the same seat, which would be maybe 100 to $125. You're getting it for like 35 40 bucks, And that's the trick. So if you don't mind, you know, a band sitting all the way in the back, and you just want a seat to hang out with. It's the great way to do it. And it's the cheaper way to do it. But let me tell you, man, when I, I wanted to go see uh, Depeche Mode, I couldn't find a decent ticket for under 500 bucks a piece. That's right. I like this That's guy, right. Morgan Wallen. Morgan Wallen's a great country artist, right? He's put out two records. They're both double records with 34 songs a piece. The kid's a monster, right? He sold out two nights at MetLife. Two nights at MetLife with two albums. And I couldn't get a ticket in the 100s for less than 400 bucks. Yeah, it's insane. It's nuts. But so I think with the with the amount of shows that I mean, every every venue has a full lineup to show. Even even Forest Hills in Queens has Duran Duran this summer. This yeah. is a band that last summer sold out Madison Square Garden. Okay. Well, Forest Hills is a big place. Yeah. I mean, but the thing is, bands are having a hard time booking arenas you know yeah. either either what certain acts are doing like i know for a fact acdc did that they put a bunch of holds on dates okay and in some cases those you know you you put down a little bit of money on it and if the date comes and goes and you don't do it you lose that money well acdc has the money to be able to burn like that but right. they there's a they're not the only act that i know eddie murphy did this he was considering touring again and they put down these holds on these arenas this or, or and venues and there are so many different venues okay that you're seeing bands play things that you're like i never thought they would play at this type of venue like again right. like duran duran at forest hills you know when they had just played uh the garden um i think there's going to be so, there's so much to choose from who in their right mind is spending 700 dollars to go see brett michaels yeah, nobody. Like I, I, I spent a lot of money to go see Bruce because I knew it was going to be a but small it's Bruce. show. It's Bruce Springsteen, right? I'm not going to spend that money for Morgan Wallen. I love the dude, but I'm not spending. It was the same amount of money for Bruce Springsteen tickets than it was for this dude. Come on, that that's yeah. a little ridiculous. But, that's a little ridiculous. So I wanted to go maybe catch uh, Queen and uh, Adam Lambert. I saw them mm-hmm. on their last tour. They were fantastic. All right. Again, I'm not spending eight hundred to fifteen hundred dollars. To see, to see, basically, it's almost a half a cover band. A queen cover band. Yeah, that's all you it know, is. I mean, love love the, the two remaining members, but it's it's ridiculous. 
I agree with you 100%. I wouldn't do it either. You know what you're better off doing in some cases is tickets in other areas are much cheaper. Yes. So you can go to a place like Vegas or someplace that's cool, you know, uh, New Orleans, get tickets at a normal price and make a mini vacation out of it for what you would pay for, for catching a show up here. I mean, you're yes, going to spend over $3,000 to catch Queen when you could probably go see him in, in, uh, in uh, in that stadium in in New Orleans, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. I've done it. I flew out to California to see System of a Down twice. I made yeah. it a vacation. I flew out to see them in San Bernardino, California. Stayed there for two days. When they, you know, the next day drove down to San Diego and sold them in San Diego. So, and were, you're right. And those tickets were like a hundred bucks a piece. And I sold them, you know, two nights. They never come out to the East Coast, and I got a vacation out of it. It's 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 going to be something. I'm gonna we're gonna see how these prices sustain. But maybe that's a future show. But anyway, uh, we will be back next week. We'll probably have a guest uh, or two. Um, Sean, anything you like to add? Plug anything you're doing? Uh, May twentieth, we're doing a benefit show at Paradise Island in Staten Island. Um, you want to take over the rest of that part? Yeah, that's a that's a big one. I think I'll plug it from now on until that date. Um. I had a, I had a, uh, a friend of mine. He was a really good dude. Uh, he passed away. All he wanted in life was to just have a kid. Uh, he has a son. A, a year later, he's diagnosed with cancer. And seven years later, he passes away. Um, I remember me and my friends went to go see him. And, you know, right before he died, he we saw him on a Sunday. He passed away on a Wednesday. And we told him that we'd look out for his son. And so what we do every year is we do this... Uh, this comedy show and we take that money and we put it in a fund. And so when the kid's ready for college, we'll be able to uh, be able to give the mother a check that he can, you know, at least maybe we can cover his first year of school. You know, you're a good man, Jeffrey. No, I mean, it's what what we do. And like, you're, you're a good guy too, because you know, you agreed to do the show for, you know, a fraction of what you would normally get on a Saturday night. And we, we have other good comics on the show, like Sharon Simon and, Ray Goots and I'll be hosting and we have uh, a, a magic act on the show as well so it's going to really be a great show it's going to be a great night and the money is going for a great cause gotta give back it's important yep. all right folks all right. We'll see you so that's week. it man we will catch you next week uh, if Adam's still there goodbye Adam and uh, Sean I'll talk to you during the week Later. take care everybody <laughs>